Magandang tanghali po sa inyong lahat. Welcome to our online worship service. We hope to see you here soon. We will be uh, opening this space, this worship facility, subject to prevailing regulations of the government. So we will be accommodating soon 30 packs, 30 individuals first. And then later on, it will be increased to 50. But there will be an online ticketing system under Eventbrite. So please keep yourselves posted. Uh, subscribe to our Facebook page so that you'll get notified when we announce how to register or how to get a ticket or a seat so that we could uh, know whether you're coming or not. So this is also to... Uh, ensure that we're all safe. This is part of our safety management process. So please stay tuned and keep yourself posted. So subscribe or like our Facebook page. So also, if, if this is your first time joining us on our uh, Facebook page, this is the online worship service of the Living Word Fellowship. So wherever you are in the world, you're a member of the Living Word Fellowship before and you're now in the Philippines or elsewhere in the world, Welcome, mabuhay po kayo. Salamat po na sinamahan niyo po kami ngayong tanghaling ito sa pagsamba sa Panginoon. Uh, ngayon pong araw na ito, today, we will be reading from the book of Haggai. And so I entitled this sermon, God Shall Restore All Things. And I will be reading from the book of Haggai a little later. But I hope this is apt for us. Because all of us yearn for normalcy. We want normalcy because this pandemic brought us disruption of our lives. Personally, I hope to see faces. I hope to see um, smiles behind the mask. Because for many months now, I've seen people wearing masks. And uh, of course, it's difficult to interact with people with their mask on. And of course, speaking of interaction, I hope to interact with people less, of course, the restriction of five people. But of course, we follow the regulations because this is for our good and for the safety of our community. And so all of us yearn for normalcy and restoration. Especially people will hope for restoration if they have been broken, if things become messy or chaotic, all of us, when we undergo and when we experience those things, we always yearn for restoration. Lahat po tayo nagahangad na tayo ay ma-restore. And I hope today, when we read the book of Haggai, the voice of the scripture will speak to us and will bring us to restoration. So I will be reading from the book of Haggai, uh, chapters 1 and 2, and I'll be jumping from one verse to another. So please read with me, and I'll be reading from the ESV version. I'll be reading from the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verses 2 to 5, and so on. So please read with me. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say that time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet, 
Is it time for your, you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does not sow to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much and behold, it came to little. And when it brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruin while each of you busies himself with his own house. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of, their, of all the remnant of the house, the spirit of the remnant of the people, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Who is left among you who says this is the house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not as nothing in your eyes? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land and I will shake all nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declare the Lord of hosts. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today, for gathering us. We thank you, Lord, that despite we could not come together and we could not gather as your people, Lord, you have brought us together in this platform so that we could worship you. Father, we pray that you will speak to us today. I pray, Father, that you will uh, be with us and your Holy Spirit will illumine our hearts and open um, our souls so that we may be receptive to your word. Be with us today, O Lord our God. All this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God shall restore all things. 
Now, when we read, and we just read the book of Haggai, and before we uh, go deeply into the Word of God today, I would just like to give you a brief introduction or a historical background or context on the book of Haggai because it's important for us to understand the historical narrative and historical context of Haggai because um, that will unlock the meaning of the text. So allow me to uh, uh, give you this uh, historical narrative. And by giving this, I hope later we'll be able to understand more what Haggai is saying. So very quickly, Haggai uh, was one of the prophets who lived after the exile of the Jews. And uh, the Persian Empire, uh, which actually conquered uh, the Jews at that time allowed them to return to Jerusalem. So let us digress, digress a bit. Um, as you all know, the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem, Judah, and they exiled the people of God, the Jews, to Babylon. So it's around 70 years. And so later, the Persians defeated the Babylonians, and so with that defeat of the Babylonians uh, came the Persian Empire. And so with that conquest, the Persian king, because he wanted to ensure loyalty to the vassal states or to these people that um, they've conquered, King Cyrus agreed for the Jews to return to Jerusalem. And so when King Cyrus died, Darius was the king of Persia during Haggai's time. So um, when the uh, Persians um, took over the Babylonians, they have agreed uh, for the Jews to return to Jerusalem. So what happened was, upon their return, the Jews, when they returned to their hometown, their home city, Jerusalem, the Jews rebuilt their homes, but ignored the ruins of the temple, which was destroyed 70 years ago. Actually, they already started the construction, the building of the temple, but they, they, it remained incomplete. They did not complete the reconstruction of the temple. So imagine for 70 years, it lies in ruin, while all of these people built their homes and their houses. And so here comes Haggai. He encouraged Joshua, who's the high priest, and Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and the Jews to continue to build the temple of the Lord. So this is the quick background, the historical narrative, historical context of the book of Haggai. So I leave it to you. You can read uh, from commentaries what happened there. So there are also contemporaries, prophet, uh, uh, prophet contemporaries of Haggai. So I'll leave it to you for reading. But, but it's, it's sufficing it to say that this is the context. But what is beautiful about this book is it does not just speak about the condition of the people of God or the Jews at that time. This is an ancient book, Haggai. But it does not just speak about their condition then. It speaks so much and it reflects so much of our condition nowadays. It reflects the condition of the human heart, the reality of God and the restoration we could find in him.
So if you're yearning for hope, if you're yearning for restoration, I hope this message will bring it to your heart today. So as what I've mentioned, we will be discussing three things in, in our short time together. I hope that when we look at it, we will see the reality of human heart, the renewal brought about by God, and the restoration that God does into the life of his people. And these are one of the prevailing themes in the book of Haggai. So let us go quickly to the first point, the reality of human condition. And I've said that this is one of the prevailing themes in Haggai. Let us consider these verses. Let me bring this to you in Haggai chapter 1, verses 2 to 5. It says here, Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say that the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. It is God who's saying here that the people, his people, say that it's not yet time for them to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. And of course the Lord said, Is it time for your, you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now, when we take a look back, as I've given you the historical context of it, it's important for us to note that when they were exiled, remember when Babylon took them and put them to Babylon? When they were exiled, they were devastated. That was also one of the themes in Lamentations. They were indignant with it. When the temple was looted and it was destroyed, they were demoralized and they were indignant by it because for them, the destruction of the temple, the destruction of Jerusalem is a destruction of themselves. It is part of who they are as people. And the worship of God, the temple where they do their worship, is unique and fundamental of who they are and, and, and their existence as people of God. Sufficing is to say that it is really part of their identity. So, pag tinignan natin doon sa Lamentations, sa book of Ezekiel, when they were taken, or in the, even in the book of Daniel, when they were taken from Jerusalem to Babylon, they were all appalled by it. They were lamenting. Hindi ba yun ang lament nila? Sinasabi nila, Lord, why you have forsaken us? Restore us, O Lord. Lahat sila gusto nila bumalik sa Jerusalem. Sila ay uh, nananaghoy sa pagkasira ng templo. Ngayon, 70 years after they returned to Jerusalem, what did they do? All along we thought that upon their return to Jerusalem, they will quickly build their identity as people. And that identity is centered and uh, placed in the temple. Kasi bahagi yon ng kanilang uh, pagkakilanlan bilang mga, mga tao. Pero, hindi yun ang inuna nila. Ang una nilang inuna, eto ang sabi ng Hagay chapter 1, verses 2 to 5. Sinabi pa nila, hindi pa din daw ito ang time para gawin ang templo ng Panginoon. All along I thought, they wanted to build a temple. Isn't that what they're lamenting on earlier in Lamentations? But we can see here that their faith is not a spiritual aspect of their life. 
Ito palang templo, akala natin nung una, that's why we're there lamenting, is that bahagi ito talaga ng kanilang pagkatao. Hindi pala. It is just part probably of their cultural heritage, but not part of their identity as spiritual people of God. What they have as Israelite is an organized religion, part of their culture, but no longer part of their belief no longer part of their spiritual, spiritual experience and existence or part of their spiritual being. They were hurt when the temple was looted and then when Jerusalem was destroyed, they were hurt because it was just part of their culture. Their national identity was hurt, but not their soul, not their spirit. Alam niyo, para tayo mga Pilipino, hindi ba madalas nating marinig to? I was born into this religion. I will live into this religion. I will die in this religion. Nasasaktan lang tayo dahil parte tayo ng religion na yon, Parte tayo ng pananampalataya na yon. Pero hindi naman yun bahagi ng ating spiritualidad. Hindi yun bahagi ng ating pagkatao. Bahagi lang siya ng ating kultura. Pero hindi natin kilala ang Diyos. We were born into a religion, but we were not born of God. Kaya marami sa ating mga Pilipino, we treasured so much our religion, but we don't have a relationship with God. And there's something very important here that we see. It reveals the condition of human heart. As I mentioned, I thought they were devastated by the thought of the siege of the temple. But given the chance, and they were given the chance now because they have returned uh, from uh, Babylon, from their exile to Jerusalem. Now they have returned. The first thing that they do was to fix their homes and leave this sacred place, the center of their worship in ruin. It just proves the point, my dear brothers and sisters, the condition of human heart. We will never seek God. We will always seek our own good. At the face of it, when they were in exile, they were yearning for it. Sabi ko nga kanina, ang nasasaktan lang pala ay yung cultural identity nila, pero hindi yung spiritual identity nila. Marami sa atin ganyan. We do not want to give up a false faith because for us, we're hurt. But when we take a look at it, what was hurt is not our spiritual existence. It's not our spiritual being. What was hurt is just our cultural identity. We do not want to seek the truth because for us, our culture is more important than truth. Talagang ito mga Israelita para mga Pilipino, paminsan-minsan. It reveals so much of who we are as people. This is an ancient people. And look how it just so much reflects of who we are as people now. God exposed the reality of human heart, the hypocrisy of people. Una, gusto niyong bumalik. Nung nakabalik kayo, sabi niyo, gusto niyong gawin ang templo. Ngayong nandito na kayo, inuna niyo yung mga tahanan ninyo. Aren't they hypocrite at the first level? They were selfish. Inuna nila ang kanilang mga sarili. Ang mga bahay nila. They were self-centered. They have this attitude of disregard and neglect. 
it just reveals to us the condition of human heart. Alam nyo, sinabi ni C.S. Lewis, bakit ganito ang mga tao? Why are we so self-centered? Why are we so selfish? Of course, that is our nature because our nature is sinful. But this is also the truth. We were taught that our ultimate reality is here on earth and we are the center of the universe. This world exists because of us and it will turn around because of us. We never think about God. We will always forget God. And so there's something very beautiful that happened here. In a, the next verses in Haggai chapter 1, verse, verse 7, 7 to 9, we can read here. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much and behold, it came too little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Declares the Lord of hosts, because my house that lies in ruin while of you busies himself with his own house. You know, there's a reversal here. When God saw the people that they were busy with themselves. They were wantonly disregarding the temple. And while they are so self-centered, God made a reversal. Despite the people ignored the ruin of the temple, God is still interested to restore his own glory. God called his people to consider their ways. In verse 14, we have, we have just read that. God will stir up his people to worship him. God wanted them to build the temple. By now, you might be asking yourself, why is God so much interested in the rebuilding or in the reconstruction of the temple. Bakit ba siya interesadong interesado doon sa pag, uh, pag-build o pag-sasagawa uh, ulit ng templo, pag-reconstruct noon? Bakit? And we will answer that in a little while. But I want us to ask that question. Why is God interested with that? But here, there's something that happened. And I'll go to my number two point. God renews the heart. As we have seen here, let's consider these verses. In Haggai chapter 1, verses 12 to 13, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shaltiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. I want us to realize that who spoke first here? Did people obey God first? Or God spoke first? Ask them, call them to obey Call them to consider their ways before they obeyed. I think that's the truth. God called them first. God exposed them first. God initiated this action before they obeyed. It was God who initiated the renewal of their heart. And so they obeyed the voice of the Lord. And the words of Haggai the prophet, as I will continue, the Lord regarded sent him and the people feared the Lord because it was God who spoke to them. God initiated it. 
Then Haggai, the message of the Lord, spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And we will consider in verse 14, And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, who stirred the heart of Zerubbabel and Joshua, who stirred the hearts and the spirit of these people. It is the Lord. So while there's a reflection of the self-centeredness of these people and their neglect and disregard, God called them. God is calling us to obedience. It was God who's calling us to obey Him. He initiated that. Wala tayong dapat ipagmalaki, wala kayong kayang ipagmalaki. Sapagat maging ang inyong kaligtasan, maging ang inyong pagsunod sa Diyos, ang Diyos pa rin ang nag-initiate noon. Ano yung pagmamalaki nyo? Na magaling tayo? Na magaling tayo? Banal tayo? Kaya nating sundin ang Diyos? Hindi. In this verse, we've seen that it is God who stirred the spirit of Zerubbabel and Joshua. At hindi lang silang dalawa. At we will read here, and I've highlighted it, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And when God stirred the hearts and spirit of people, we can read here in the last uh, portion of the ver- uh, verse 14, and they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. When God stirs up the people, the hearts of people, God will lead them to action. And so, when God renews the heart of people, when God renewed the hearts of His people, they were led to obey God, they were led to fear God, the spirit are stirred, and they were led to action. Isa yan sa magandang hallmark pag tayo pinangungunahan ng Diyos. When God renews our heart, we will obey God. Pag binago ng Diyos ang puso natin, pag binago ng Diyos ang ating mga kaluluwa, matututo tayong matakot sa Diyos. At sabi ng Bible, ang banal na pagkatakot sa Diyos ang pasimula ng karunungan. And when the, our spirits are stirred by God, we are led to action. It is the Lord who changes and initiates. Kaya po kapag kayo ay nilid ng Panginoon, wag na po kayong magmatigas. Wag na pong magtigas-tigas ang inyong ulo. If the Lord is telling us something, obey Him. Makikita natin dito in the earlier verses, ang sabi dito, Thus says the Lord, you look for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Because you let my house in ruin. What? God is saying here is this, the reason why, the reason why you could not get what you're asking for is because you are plainly disobedient. Why? Because the fear of God, the obedience to God will lead us to wisdom. Hindi naman siya rocket science. God calls us, is calling us, to be obedient to Him. Pero yung obedience na yon, Diyos pa rin ang nag-i-initiate. Napakalaki ng ating pasalamat at ipagdapat ipagpasalamat sa Diyos. Because even that heart that is renewed is brought about by God Himself. So God is calling His people to restoration. 
God is calling his people to obedience, to the fear of him, so that they can be restored. He wants them to give up their cherished homes and that which might represent their little pleasures that they house. Those bad decisions, the bad relationship, the bad past, the vices, and all evil thoughts, God is calling them to build a community, to love one another, to cherish one another, and to give of something that is very precious to them, themselves. God is calling them to obedience. And so God renewed the people of God. And I'll go back to what I have asked earlier. Why is God so interested in building his temple? Why is God so interested calling his people to obedience and leading them to action so that they could build the temple of God? Because I've mentioned earlier, the temple reflects so much of their identity as the people of Yahweh as the people worshiping God. The reason, one of the reasons why God is very much interested in rebuilding the temple because God wants to restore His people to worship Him. The temple is the center of worship. And so God is telling them, build the temple so that you can find your identity. And our identity as people of God and their identity as the people of God is centered and revolves around our worship to God. And so I will lead you to this. Our worship to God is so essential to who we are as Christians because worship is not just an act of singing. It's not just an act of sacrificing animal. Worship is about relationship. The reason why God is interested in building the temple because God wants to restore the relationship. And that relationship is based on their worship as a worshiping people of God. Ang gustong i-restore ng Diyos sa buhay nila at maging sa buhay natin ay ma-restore yung pagsamba natin sa Diyos. Sapagkat ang pagsamba natin sa Diyos ay bahagi kung sino tayo, bahagi ng pagkatawag sa atin ng Diyos. Hindi nyo pwedeng sabihin sa akin na kayo ay kristyano pero ayaw ninyong sumamba sa Diyos, ayaw ninyong pumunta sa church, ayaw ninyong makinig ng sermon. It, it will be unethical. It, is not, it does not jive with all of the truths in the Bible. You can only worship what you love. And you can only have relationship if you have love. And this is the cycle of it. Kaya nyo bang sambahin ang hindi nyo mahal? At paano kayo magkakaroon ng relasyon sa hindi nyo mahal? At kaya nyo nasasamba o napupapurihan ng isang tao sapagkat meron kayong relasyon sa kanya. So worship is actually about loving that person. We worship God because we love God. And because we love God, we have a relationship with Him. And out of that relation, we will worship Him. This is what God wants to restore. And that leads us to this the restoration of God. 
You know, God is interested in our restoration. Nabasa natin kanina. Yun ang gusto niyang i-restore, yung pagsamba sa Kanya. In fact, nung nangako ang Panginoon, ang sabi niya, for I am with you. Let us consider these verses. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. For, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. When God restores us, when God leads us to His restoration, He will bring Himself glory. And we could bring Him that glory. And with that restoration comes blessing. And with that restoration comes peace. When we worship God, when we worship the true God, God brings us to restoration. Because when we worship God, as I've mentioned earlier, hindi lang cultural identity ang nare-restore. Hindi yon. Ang nare-restore ay yung relationship natin sa Kanya. Because you cannot worship what you do not love. And you cannot have love when you do not have relationship with that person. And out of that relationship comes worship. That's a cycle. God is in the business of restoring people. Because when God restores people, He is glorified. When God blesses His people, He is praised. When the peace of God comes to His people, God is magnified. You know, hindi ko po alam marami sa inyo dito ngayon. I don't know the mess that you have made in your life. Perhaps, as I've mentioned earlier, you were self-centered. Wala kayong inisip kung di ang inyong sarili. You made decisions in your life. You have done something, a big blunder, that really cost so much. And that's the reality of our human condition. Yun naman talaga tayo eh. Tayo ay self-centered. Tayo ay sadyang makasalanan. But with that, God renewed us. God brought us to Himself. God stirred up our spirits so that we could obey Him. So that we could fear Him and that we could love Him. And out of that love, out of that relationship, God is calling us to worship. And I hope you understand now the relationship between love and worship. God restores the broken lives of His people so that His worship could be restored. Because again, out of that worship is relationship. Out of that worship is love. God wants to restore you and me. Sabi po sa Psalms 147 verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds their wounds. This is part of the promise of God and His restoration to all of us. We destroy ourselves. Some people destroyed us. But you know, 
as God calls them to restore the temple, that temple reflects so much of Jesus Christ. And that Jesus Christ calls us to himself because he died for us. He restores us. And he restores us on the cross. God gave himself for us. So the call to build the temple is the call to worship God. The call to build the temple is the call to repent of their sins. Ang pagtawag sa kanila na buuin, gawin ang templo ay pagtawag sa kanila upang magsisi sila sa kanilang mga kasalanan, unahin ang Diyos, hanapin ang kalooban ng Diyos. The call to build the temple is the call to have a relationship with God. The call to build the temple is the call to have a relationship with Jesus. And there, when we find Jesus, we can find restoration. Yun lamang po ang, ang paraan para kayo ma-restore. Walang ibang kayang mag-restore sa inyo maliban ang Diyos. Walang ibang kayang magbigay sa inyo ng kapayapaan sa magulo niyong buhay maliban kay Jesus. It is only God who can give you peace. You can only take peace and you can only have peace from the Prince of Peace Himself, Jesus Christ. No one can give us glory. No one can give us blessing or peace other than Christ Himself. God is calling us to build that temple, to build that worship in your life. God is calling you to obey. Iwan nyo na yung inyong mga kasalanan. Abandon your houses, which reflects of your sin, of your vices, of your cherished things that you are keeping to yourself. Abandon it. Go to the temple. Build the temple of God. God is calling us to restoration. God is calling us to have a relationship with Him. And so I think, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the message for today. God restores our broken lives. God renews our heart as God exposed first who we are. God restores, God renews. Kaya kayong baguhin ng Diyos. Kayang ibalik ng Diyos ang lahat ng nawala sa inyo. Kaya ng Diyos ang lahat ng bagay sa pamamagitan ng kapangyarihan ni Jesus. And this is not prosperity gospel preaching. This is the promise of God. The promise of God is restoration. The promise of God is peace. The promise of God is blessing. Not on this earth. Glory, blessing, and peace that will only come from Jesus Christ Himself. And may you find that glory, that blessing, peace, and restoration only in Jesus Christ. Let us all pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that you've led us today. And Lord, I pray, Father, that 
as you have exposed the condition of our human heart, that we are greedy, self-centered, Lord, you have also renewed us. You've called us to obedience, to fear you, to trust you, and you've led us to action. And Lord, from your renewal, you have restored us. And Father, I pray for your people today. We don't know the blunders that they have made in their lives. Or perhaps, Lord, as a Christian, they've made a mistake. Lord, you promise restoration. You are calling us to build the temple, to abandon our paneled houses of our vices, of our sin, and turn to you as we build your temple. You're calling us to a relationship, to worship, and for us to be restored. Restore your people today, I pray. Lord, many of us perhaps are looking for peace, looking for uh, a break, and uh, Lord, a stop to a cycle of sin. Father, be with your people. Assure them, Lord, that despite of their sin, you will restore them. Sa kabila, Panginoon, ng kanilang mga pagkakasala, sa kanila ng kapagoran nila, sa kanilang mga kasalanan, sa, sa kabila, Panginoon, naman nangyari sa kanilang buhay, you can restore them, you can give them new life in Jesus Christ, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, assure them. And so, Father, be with your people today, I pray. Bless them. Give them peace that they have been indeed forgiven. They are loved. And you have called them to a relationship with you. Be with your people today. I pray in the midst of this pandemic, I pray for your protection to be upon us. Thank you, O Lord, our great Father, our Redeemer, our Savior. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May we receive God's benediction today, my dear brothers and sisters. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good for doing of his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom the glory forever and ever. In the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, May the peace of God be with you all. And may the people of God respond with a glorious Amen, Amen, and Amen. Maraming salamat mga kapatid sa pagsama nyo ngayong hapong ito sa amin. Uh, nawa makasama ulit namin kay Susunod Linggo. And as we always say, continue to be a blessing uh, to another as we love God and love people. Maraming pong salamat. See you again.